You are listening to Propelling, a micro drones podcast. Welcome to Propelling. I'm your host, Sean Heath. On today's podcast, I have the opportunity to really get down deep and technical with three experts in the field. Today, I'd like to introduce my first guest, and that is Matthew Rosenbaum, the sales manager for the Southern U.S. in Microdrones. Hi, Matthew. How are you today? Good, Sean. How about yourself? I'm doing really well. Thanks for asking. Second, I have Ross Kenny, UAS sales and support lead with Navigation Electronics. Hi, Ross. Hey, Sean. How are you? And you know what? It's pretty good. It's a good day so far. Getting ready to get better because I get to talk about one of my favorite subjects. And finally, let's welcome Robert Martin. He's a licensed surveyor and the senior technical lead for survey sales for Navigation Electronics Incorporated. Hi, Robert. How's your day going? It's going good, Sean. Um, sounds like you're having a good day as well. I am, and it always gets better when I have a chance to get a little nerdy heading into the weekend. And that's what we're going to do today, because the industry that we're talking about, um, specifically drones and the different applications, specifically as it applies to surveying, is really very cool. It's something that I would watch a documentary on. That's how interesting this is. And I want to start off today getting into the business side of what looks like an incredibly fun industry, and that is drone-facilitated surveying. So let's start with the general idea of how the dealer-manufacturer relationship can generate value in the drone-facilitated surveying space. So Ross, let's start with you. Would you be kind enough to lay out a few of the noticeable benefits of drone-based surveying? Certainly. Well, I think as with anything, it starts with, in any business, how well you can support your clients. Uh, at NEI, you know, we've been around since the late 80s, and we've always established ourselves with our clients and, and are known for the support that we can provide. So I think going back to when we established our relationship with microdrones, that was a very key component in uh, laying the foundation for what will be a, a very fruitful relationship throughout the years to come. So I think with microdrones, focus on customer support uh, all throughout the entire world, uh, and now also with our clients here in the southern United States, I think that's the foundation uh, for uh, drone-based surveying. Always providing our clients with uh, world-class support because we understand that their time is very valuable, especially in the field on these projects, and that's one of the main value propositions that we sell to our clients. Uh, we understand that drone-based surveying presents a new opportunity to get projects done more efficiently and uh, a lot more safely in a lot of cases. So downtime and minimizing downtime is one of the most important things, and you can do so only by providing a great level of support. And that's what we get with um, through myself providing that to our clients. And then I work very closely with Matt doing that as well. So uh, that's what I would say is the foundation. Um, and then, of course, you build a lot of value around the product products themselves, which I'm sure we'll be getting to a little bit later, Sean. That's an excellent point. And let's go ahead, Matt. How exactly is MicroDrones preparing for what is sure to be an exponential increase in demand. How are you guys getting ready for that? 
Yeah, uh, you know, Sean, that's a great question because, uh, you know, we've had exponential growth here in, in the southern U.S. specifically, um, you know, with with the help of NEI, um, you know, we've really uh, we've really got in front of a lot more customers um, and we've known we've, we're going to have to actually position ourselves to be able to support those clients uh, throughout the, the coming years. Um, you know, with our solutions, you know, we pride ourselves on selling a solution that's meant to grow with your organization. Um, so. Uh, in order to do that, you have to be able to provide first class support and uh, parts and a high quality product in order to achieve that. So, um, you know, we're we're continuing to add uh, some of the brightest minds in this industry in order to support our products. And, uh, you know, with the support that we're able to get from those uh, individuals, as well as, uh, you know, the seasoned staff that we've had uh, working for Microdrones for many years, uh, we're able to keep our clients up and running as much as possible. Now, from the customer or consumer side of this relationship, Robert, what trends do you think will create even more interest in this space? I guess additional ways that the technology is being used, what other trends will help influence this industry moving forward? Well, Sean, being a surveyor, I've got kind of a unique perspective on this whole thing. So what I see is a... um, you know, a a huge benefit to surveyors with drones because um, surveying can sometimes be so labor enforcive that you've got, um, you know, your biggest overhead is going to be your your employees. So what you end up with is, uh, with a drone, is you're able to go out, collect the data that uh, normally would have taken four or five guys. You can take take a drone out, go collect the data, bring that data back to the office, office and process it. So what I see is that it's going to take a lot of the load off the field for a lot of different surveying applications and bring it back to the office. And as we move forward with technology, 3D is getting to be um, really uh, more mainstream. So with these drones and as technology progresses, I can see more and more uses for uh, being able to take a drone and fly it around a piece of property, bring it back to the office, process it, and uh, be able to create a deliverable that um, would have taken a surveyor weeks to do. He might be able to actually accomplish this in days now. Now, I know that Matt has easy access, so you don't get to answer this question, Matt. He gets to take a microdrone home and play with it anytime he wants. Uh, Ross and Robert, are you ever tempted to take your work home to quote-unquote test it? Uh, well, I've done so a few times. Uh, we actually have uh, our own system here at NEI. Uh, I've gotten a chance to even to give you a little bit more background on myself. Even before I started working for NEI, I was uh, being hired on an as-need basis to do the demos for their clients. And, and I've also had gotten a chance to do many test flights uh, on my own uh, in different areas, um, Personally, so I, it is a very exciting new technology. I'm always interested to see in, in new environments how the drone will operate. Uh, and so I'm learning something every single time I fly this system uh, because no one job is the same. No job site is the same as another. So you're always going to see uh, new wrinkles in your data every time you fly. Now, Robert, I recognize the spirit in you of uh, fellow geek. Um, have you had an opportunity to play around with uh, a drone in a non-work situation? Well, actually, um, it, it's funny you should mention that because I have my own YouTube channel. And uh, so 
I, I'm actually a data geek, so I actually get to play with the data more than anything else. But with my own YouTube channel, I'll actually use a drone to do to add video to my YouTube channel to um, some of the things I'm producing. Oh, I'm so jealous. I can't use... Um, you know what? I'm going to have to see if I can't get authorization to use a drone to add extra audio to these podcasts. I think you could... You could hang a mic from it. So you know what? Just to have an excuse to use the technology, and I mean, maybe it's a tax write-off. I don't know. Um, what other spaces are going to be able to take advantage of this technology that maybe they haven't embraced yet, Matthew? Yeah. So you know, the surveying and mapping is what really Microdrones uh, spends most of our time focusing on. It's kind of what sets us apart in this industry. It's what we're really good at. Um, you know, but what we've kind of seen is we're starting to get a lot of a lot more influx of uh, interest from the oil and gas industry and being able to um, fly pipelines and fly facilities looking for methane gas leaks. So not only do we provide, you know, our high precision uh, LIDAR photogrammetric payloads on our systems, but we also have a, a methane gas solution um, that we can actually go out there and look for leaks along pipelines. Um, and as, uh, you know, as these pipes begin to get older and older, they start to leak and you have to go out there and be able to, um, to, to support and actually fix those leaks. Um, we provide a solution that's able to, you know, to, to look for leaks a lot uh, simpler and a lot safer than it's done traditionally on foot. And, uh, you know, that system and that, that product is really, is really starting to, uh, to gain some momentum here in the industry. And I know NEI has a lot of uh, uh, experience actually using that solution now um, over the last couple of months. And Ross, I, I want to take a moment and give each of you an opportunity for this next question. I'll start with you, Ross. Give me your most humble brag about a recent project that you've been able to work on. Uh, well, if, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what, what Matt just spoke about, uh, I think the methane sensor, I just got a chance to spend quite a bit of time with it out in the Permian Basin in West Texas with a client who just purchased one of those units. Um, we were able to fly over the course of probably nine days, uh, many miles of pipeline with that particular unit. And what I was very surprised to see is just how many leaks we were able to find. Literally, every time we put the drone in the air, we were able to find three, four, five leaks per flight. And each flight we were flying maybe two, two and a half miles. So in about a day's time, we would cover 10 miles very conservatively. If we wanted to push it, we could cover more miles. But I think that most recent project, which for me was the training for that client, showing them how to operate the equipment in an area where they were going to have to fly, I believe, over 300 miles of pipeline on a regular basis. Uh, I was very surprised to find as many leaks as we did. And uh, the equipment performed admirably just as advertised and uh, I, I think it's it's very uh, I think going into the future is a very bright future for the methane sensor I think there's a, a lot throughout the Permian Basin up into the Marcellus and the Utica Shale and then even up and into the Bakken up in the North Dakota and South Dakota area there's a potential for many leaks and I think this system would perform very well in any of those areas. Robert, what recent project have you worked on that you'd like to take a moment to brag about? Well, I, um, you know, being the data guy, um, Ross and flew a project in, um, I think it was near Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and it was a hundred and maybe 120 acres. I can't remember that it had a lot of, um, different structures and trees and roads and stuff on it. And they used the, um, 
the uh, DG system. So uh, that's a direct geo-reference system. So it was really interesting for me to take that data, which was out of a um, 42 megapixel camera, take that data and process it and actually show the client how he can use that to pull all his survey information off of it, the edge of roads. We looked at fences, buildings, uh, and all that. And actually, you know, just to be able to see the customer's eyes light up when you're trying to explain to them how all this stuff works. And it, it is truly, it, it's just, it's mind blowing for the customer to see how well this system actually works. So I'd say that project was probably my favorite. Now, Matt, what do you think? I know you have just a uh, ridiculous number of projects that you would like to brag about, but I want to change your question a bit. What do you think would surprise people the most about the technology? You know, you know, the, uh, with micro drones, it's there's always something's always surprising me almost every day. It seems like there's a, there's always something that pops up new that I just learned about. Uh, you know, I think just how much the technology has grown. Um, you know, just over this past year uh, for our systems, you know, you know, our Android team has done a phenomenal job at really improving MD cockpit, which is our flight planning software. Um, you know, we've added a lot of great features to help our customers um, become more efficient in the field and in their planning process. Um, you know, with the terrain follow feature and being able to keep a constant height above the ground, you know, that that's really a mind blowing uh uh, feature, you know, not only being able to use the SRTM model in the background and uh, just get a basic 3D model for the drone to, fo to, to follow, but like if you get an area that might have changed over the past couple of years, you can actually upload a background map um, with a new elevations for the drone to actually keep a constant height above the ground um, and, and actually uh, keep your data uh, as streamlined and, and as uh, uh, how do you say, uh, you know, as uniform as possible. So, you know, th th these solutions, uh, you know, the great thing about our systems is, like I said, is they're meant to grow with your organization. We're constantly upgrading the firmware, constantly upgrading our payloads that you have in hand already. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of crazy how much it can change from if you purchased a system two years ago to today and how, how much better and how much more efficient it's going to be in the field. Ross, what is something that you see pretty regularly that would surprise most people? I think the one of the first things I always notice is whenever we take off with the drone, I think a comment I always get every time is, it sure is a lot quieter than I was thinking. You know, the drone itself isn't all that heavy, but it is a larger drone than what most people are used to seeing. And I think the expectation always is, is larger the drone, the louder it is, which is not the case at all. It's a lot quieter. The motors are at a, a much lower RPM. So that's one of the first things people remark uh, I think the second thing uh, that people see a lot is just how easy it is to operate, how user-friendly it is. From the time you take it out of the box to the time you break it down to put it back up and, and move on to the next job. I think it's always an eye-opener for people just to see how quickly you can design your missions, make fine-tune adjustments to that in the field, uh, collect the data, understand what you are collecting while you're flying, and then coming back down to land all with, while doing so very safely with many fail-safe features. I think that's one of the biggest takeaways a lot of people see whenever they uh, see the drone for the first time flying. Now, Robert, there are not a lot of surprises involved in this industry for you because you started doing this in college. What's the most striking change that you've seen in the technology that you use and how it's viewed in general? 
when I started, we used a Wild T2 uh, Theodolite. We used an HP 48. We called it our magic, or not HP 48, an HP 430 or 35 something. It's been a while back. Uh, a lot of time we used a steel chain we would pull and you could always spot a surveyor in the restaurant because he had a plumb bob hanging on his side. So I have seen changes go from, I feel like the Stone Age, to um, we're flying over taking pictures and using that. And, and GPS alone was phenomenal for me to think that we could actually use satellites to survey with. So now we're getting into the drones. The drones have GPS in them for location, the automation of it all. It, it's, um, it's almost like a point and click with, with the, uh, with the drone because of the GPS that you use. You're using your surveying equipment. So you, in the case of like the DG system or the LIDAR system, you actually set your uh, GPS base station up and you're collecting static data and you're processing all this together. And we're bringing in photogrammetry, LIDAR data from, you know, a couple hundred feet up in the air. It's, I can't even begin to describe to you how crazy it is for a guy that started out at 18 years old, um, working in the field, you know, cutting brush and pulling a chain. I mean, the, the technology is just phenomenal. So this is the point in the podcast where I'm going to let you three do a little of my work for me because I'm lazy like that. The question I want to ask, and let's start with you, Ross, what important question have I missed today and what is the answer to that question? I think one of the best questions to ask uh, is how does microdrones bring value to our clients Um, and how do you make money with a system like this? I think we kind of maybe touched on it a little bit, but if I was to answer that own question, I think number one, the way we bring value is providing an, a system that is fully integrated uh, from the from the actual software that you use to plan your missions, to executing those flights, to then post-processing that data. Having a fully integrated solution makes your life a lot easier for collecting your data and also for supporting yourself. Because when things do go wrong, you have one point of contact to be able to uh, get those questions answered. And then how do you make money with this system is you make money because you're able to do more projects throughout the year. Finding all the projects you can utilize equipment, new advanced technology like this on uh, will help you pay that investment back quickly and also allow you to expand your business without hiring additional personnel because you're able to do more in less time. And now, letting Robert put on the podcast interviewer hat, what question do you think I've missed and what would be the answer to that question? My question would kind of be very similar to Ross's about um, how to make money with the system because I think that is probably the key to surveyors. So kind of playing a little bit off of Ross there, um, the, the seamless integration of all the tools. Um, Trimble and Microdrone work well together. Um, the experience and knowledge at NEI kind of pull everything together. A lot of these systems are not fully integrated, so you've got multiple manufacturers to deal with. So how this thing makes you money is it keeps you working. Surveyors, one of the... One of the um, the things I tell surveyors all the time is I want to be working on my job, not on my equipment. So the the ability to um, to go out, complete a job, bring it into the office, not have problems. That is one thing. 
surveyors are surveyors. They're designed to measure. That's, that's what we do. We measure points. We make decisions. We put boundary on the ground. We do construction layout. We are not high tech guys. We typically struggle with some of the, the higher end technology. And because of this system and the way it works and because of how we've got everything put together over here at NEI, um, I believe that allows our customer to make money. And I think that's probably the most important thing to our customers is I spend this much money on this. How do I reap my benefits from it? And as we come to the end here, it circles back to Matt and Matt, the question that you get to have the final word, what one question do you wish I had asked and what is the answer to that question? Well, I mean, if you could hear like what I'm hearing from these two guys on my side, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Like, uh, so the easy question for me to ask is what does a good distributor, what kind of value does this distributor bring you uh, for purchasing, you know, a micro drone system from you, you know, if instead of having to go through, um, you know, Joe Blow off the street, when you have a seasoned distributor like uh, NEI, Navigational Electronics, you know, these guys have been around for many, many years and they offer exceptional value that, that we can't even comprehend how much, you know, support and help they give us, you know, with, uh, I, you know, I've known Robert and Ross for a couple of years now and like they're they're not one to to shy away from from an issue you know they'll they'll drop everything they're doing and drive halfway across the country if they have a customer working there and they need to get them to support them you know it's something that micro drones you know is uh they, they can't do all the time and uh you know having somebody like ross and robert to be able to there to be the first line of support and actually uh keep their customers up and running um as much as possible you know that's uh that's invaluable um so you know what what does a distributor what what does it look like uh for you when you're actually looking for uh someone to purchase this system from and if you're here in the southeast um there's no better uh there's no better distributor than navigational electronics when it comes to uh, purchasing a system of ours uh you know throughout the the uh the southeast Today on Propelling, it has been my absolute pleasure to have a conversation with Matthew Rosenbaum, the sales manager for the Southern U.S. for Microdrones. Matthew, thank you so much. Yes, Sean. Thank you. I've also been joined by Ross Kenny, UAS sales and support lead for Navigation Electronics Incorporated. Thanks a lot, Ross. Sean, it's been a pleasure. And finally, Robert Martin, Licensed Surveyor and Senior Technical Lead Survey Sales for Navigation Electronics Incorporated. Robert, I really have enjoyed this. Thank, Thank you, Sean. Sean. We have too. Propelling, a Microdrones podcast.